this 2023-2024 futures slash sharp off and MVP picks, MVP, MVP picks edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers where you can win 100x. That's right. Turn $5 into 500 in just one game. Plus, every Sunday, they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $500. Ross, we're brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Plus, NBA is back, and so is the NBA Gambling Podcast. To celebrate, we're giving away a NBA Gambling Podcast hoodie Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog for all the details. Welcome everyone to the NBA gambling podcast, part of the sports gambling podcast network. It is Monday, October the 23rd, currently 11.09 on the East Coast. And we are officially back. It is opening week in the NBA. And I got my guy here with me. We got the superstar of the show. It's the villain, Terrell Furman Jr. Terrell, what's going on, my man? Tell him to bring me my money. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. I mean, just pray for your books. Pray for your bookie. <laughs> I, 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 whoever, whoever dares give you NBA bets this season, I, I hope that they're able to feed their kids at night by the time that we're done with them. Because Moon Off, oh my gosh, hide your kids, hide your wife. The NBA Gambling Podcast is back with daily picks for the rest of the season. Oh yeah, we're back for sure, man. This uh, this the season kind of stuck up on us, but we uh, we were prepping all off season. Oh, a while back, yeah, in the million preview preview shows that y'all did, like in freaking, hey man, we got to get everybody ready. <laughs> July, June, July, they're doing a mil a million pregame shows, and I'm like, oh my gosh, guys, like come on, let me focus on the W, let me focus on anything else right now. I just took a break, I just took a break, but we're back. I love it. I love. Yeah, we did all the man. division rounds, the win totals. We did the um, awards market as well. We have one more left. We're gonna cover that. On this episode, the MVP market for the upcoming season. Then, as usual, annually, myself and Terrell do the sharp off. We'll go through our favorite bets uh, of the regular season, win totals, award markets. We'll give you all of our best bets uh, for this upcoming season. And then, lo and behold, tomorrow at our usual time, 11 a.m. Eastern, we will be kicking it off with opening night with the two games on the schedule. Um, so Terrell, let's just dive right into it, man. We'll we'll cover the MVP market here, and then we'll get into our sharp off. But for the upcoming season, obviously, last year Joel Embiid takes home the MVP honors. Uh, this season, Nikola Jokic is shout the to, shout out to the ones, shout out to the ones that had Joel MVP and had Joel All NBA first team All NBA. Shout out to those real ones. Yep. Uh, 
Joker plus 450 is an odds on favorite, followed by Luca at five to one. Giannis at plus 550. Joel MB to repeat is at plus 650. Tatum eight to one, and then it drops down to then a 10 to one or longer, followed by Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, SGA, Devin Booker, Trey Young, LeBron, Dame, and then it's go on uh, so on from there. Um, I guess we can start at the top here, Terrell. Usually we'll see the MVP either be the most uh, player efficient rated player uh-huh. or the player that leads the league in uh, scoring. And last season, I think Joel Embiid was more than deserving of what he was able to do uh, for the Philadelphia 76ers team. Uh, and he was going for it. We all kind of knew it, that he was going for that MVP. And if he gets it done, right, plus 650. But I think generally... What are your thoughts about the MVP uh, award for this upcoming season? Do we see, I know we'll talk about some long shots as well, but do we see, you know, maybe a new winner or do you think one of the guys that has won over the last couple of seasons uh, repeats again as uh, MVP for the regular season? I think it can go either way, honestly. I think this MVP race is honestly and truly up in the air when you look at the odds and you kind of went through a couple of them. Jokic is the favorite. I mean, of course, I understand why anybody would say that, but you got to think about what, how do we qualify how your team does into the MVP award? Typically, your team has to be towards the top of the conference. And, I mean, while they're bringing back the starters, no Bruce Brown for that Nuggets team is going to mean a lot yeah. down the stretch. And I think through over the course of this season. So, I don't know if the Nuggets are going to be as good as they were last year. And then you have Luka. And Kyrie's coming to town. As much as people want Kyrie to be a bad player, he's not. So Kyrie's going to take away from Luka. I don't, so I kind of am down on Luka. Same thing with Giannis. Giannis is bringing in, you know, Dame. So it's like all the guys that, you know, I would have thought would be the favorites kind of have something going for them uh, that I, I really, really don't like. I mean, Jason Tatum just has a curse on him that he can't <laughs> do anything about until he decides to leave that disgusting city. But uh, I, I mean, <laughs> it, it's it's so up in the air. But I'll throw a name at you, man. Yeah, it's go a ahead. Bit, it, it's a little bit more on the long shot side. Okay. I think there's a world of possibility that we're talking about Donovan Mitchell towards the end of this season. Okay. I think there's a stretch. There's a is even more that says we're not. But I think there's a possibility of we are. And here's why I say. Because I think that the East is up for grabs outside of two teams. But if mm-hmm. one thing goes wrong for those two teams, then that opens the door for a Philadelphia, opens the door for a Cleveland to come up and snag the one seed in the East. And it's really injury. Like we have the Christophe Porzingis, you have the Drew Holiday, like, and the Celtics just typically fold this type of thing. Wait, <laughs> come on, guys. You know, it's another season. I'm never going to change. But, and then you have with the Bucks, it's the same thing. They're bringing in a new coach. You're bringing in Dane. You're kind of remaking this team. You might have some growing pains. But here you are. You have this Cleveland team that looks really consistent from year to year. You bring in Imani Bates, who is lighting preseason on fire. Everybody's talking about how good Imani Bates is. If he is really that good in the regular season and he's able to be a, a role player for this team and watch Imani Bates, I've seen him take more of those role player roles in the preseason rather than trying to be the guy. So if you add that, you add a Max Struess, who, you know, he's been to a finals at this point. He, he's proven himself as an undrafted guy that he can compete in this league, very good role player. And Donovan Mitchell being at the helm of all of that, and if he goes on a run like he was with in Utah, 
We may be talking about Donovan Mitchell. So 31 on Donovan Mitchell. I'll start us off there. It's probably a long, it's a long shot, but I think that it's not impossible. Yeah, I think uh, number one, when we talked about the Cavs last season, we said that what was their weakness? Three point shooting, right? And they went out and addressed that. They picked up Max George's Niang. George's Niang as well, right? Um, and obviously, that's only going to help um, Donovan Mitchell trust his teammates more for, to, you know, kind of find those guys that can knock down that three point shot. His assists may be up as well, but his we know his scoring is always going to be there. Last season, he averaged 28.3 points. And no, no, the uh-huh. new rule of, these players have to have that threshold of 65 games uh, played. That's not a problem for Donovan Mitchell. He's <laughs> over played. under one and a half players. That is probably an MVP candidate, but they don't have the games played. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the over. I'll, I will count the over on that. Uh, but it's only been one season for Donovan where he played less than 65 games. I think it was a shortened season in 2020, 2021. Great played in 53 games. Rather than that, he's been over 65. Um, my only pushback would be, I mean, we've heard the rumors that he, "Quote unquote," may be unhappy in Cleveland, may want to push his way out. Eventually, want to end up with the Knicks. Do you put any merit into those? Nobody wants to join the Knicks. I be trying (laughs) to tell y'all, like you keep trying to feed it into my mind. You want me to believe that somebody wants to join the Knicks? They tried to make it Joel Embiid in the offseason. Did you see that? Did you see that, Muno? They tried to make (laughs) it Joel Embiid was the new person that wanted to join. It's at this point every year, it's a new person, and I've actually started a pool where you guys can, you know, join my pool. We can put money together. I think I'll make the link uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash nobody wants to join the Knicks. And we can all put money in and we'll bet on who's the next big player that wants to join the Knicks. Like who's the next? No, I don't. I think Donovan Mitchell's happy where he's at. I think he's, he's okay. satisfied where he's at. He has a good team. And if this team goes on a run, I'm going to talk about them a little later. But if this team goes on a run, may not be maybe no reason to want to quit. Yeah, I, I can't argue against that here. Uh, all right, Terrell, before we continue the conversation here for MVP, uh, let me uh, tell everyone about Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is a way to play alongside your favorite football team all season long. And Underdog has just introduced Scorchers. Go five for five and pick them Scorchers and enjoy a spicy 100x payout. And for a limited time, Underdog Underdog is extending the first deposit bonus of up to $500. $100,000 Sundays continues on Underdog Fantasy. 10 lucky players will win 10000 each. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or their website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to $500. That's Underdog Fantasy using promo code SGPN. And we're also hosting a Underdog Pick'em contest here. Uh, over on the NBA Gambling Podcast. Since the NBA season is officially back, to celebrate, we're giving away a NBA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog to submit a screenshot of you playing NBA underdog using our pro- promo code SGPN. And one random winner will get a NBA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog. All right, Terrell, I know we talked about some of the guys at that top of that list. I think I agreed with you that the first name that I crossed off was Luca, uh, just because that every single year, every single year that, hey, this is a year for Luca, uh-huh. this is a year for Luca. But now with Kyrie being there, I think Kyrie is one of my most favorite players to watch just because he is just so good on the offensive end. And I think 
we can make the case that he has one of the best handles in NBA history. I, I don't. I think that he's uh-huh. definitely in that conversation. I love watching Kyrie play. So hopefully Jason Kidd and you know those uh, coaching staff are able to figure it out. But I just don't think, like you mentioned, I agree with you that Kyrie is probably going to take away from Luca as well. So five to one, I couldn't get there. I wanted to make a case for Giannis, but again, now with Dame there, he's going to be uh-huh. taken away from him as well. At plus five fifty, um, I put a little bit down on it, but, you know, nothing of significance. I think this is going to be a big Giannis year as it is usually. I mean, he said it at the post conference or so a post game interview when they did get eliminated that this season mm-hmm. was a failure, and you know we've been seeing the rumors that he'd been working out, you know, all throughout the season. I think Giannis will be Giannis again. I couldn't get there with Kevin Durant, obviously, with Devin Booker and um, Bradley Beal. There, you can make a case for Devin Booker. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, the first name that I was really intrigued by was Trey Young at 18 to 1. Um, I think now that you added Quinn Snyder, and I, I'll talk about the Hawks a lot and on the sharp off here, but for Trey Young, I think that he should be playing off of the ball uh with uh-huh. Deshante Murray there now. And now, you know, we heard about the rumors with John Collins and how they were trying to ship him off. That finally happened. You had Quinn Snyder, you know, you talked about Donovan Mitchell when he was with Utah. Quinn Snyder did a phenomenal job of him and Rudy uh-huh. Gobert together. I, I really do like that. I wouldn't be surprised if Trey Young is uh, leading the league in you know scoring this season. The only caveat might be there, like you mentioned, is that usually the MVP is on a team that's on the number one seed. I think that would be a tough hill to climb uh-huh. for, the, uh, for the Atlanta Hawks, but I think that they can get there. I really do like their roster. So 18-1 to 1 for Trey Young. I'm going to say this, but again, we talk about that 65 game threshold. Anthony Davis at 35 to one. Is he going to play 65 games this year? I'm hoping he <laughs> does because at 30, I think it's just a pure value play for me, Terrell. At 35 uh-huh. to one, I mean, when he's on the court, he's one of the best. Uh, we could talk top five player in the league, both on both ends of the court, right? Defensively and offensively. So those are uh-huh. the first two names that really intrigued me on this. Do you have thoughts on Trey Young and AD? Uh, AD, you know, at this point, AD just got to stay healthy. Like if AD puts yeah. a full season together, I'm always going to think that he's one of the top five best players in the league. But it's, it's just really Professor Glass has to put together a full season. Now, lightning in a bottle. <laughs> hey, you could catch fire because Joel and B put together a pretty solid season and he's yeah. Professor Glass aficionado. Like that's Professor Glass original. So uh, I think that, you know, Anthony Davis is an interesting piece because if he does put together a full healthy season, you heard Braun say that they felt like this is the year they handed the reins over to AD, which is yeah. crazy to me because it's like, wait, you didn't try to do that any of these other years. Like this is the first year you're trying to do that. So I like that pick. I, I, I'm out on Trey Young, man. Okay. I'm out on Trey Young. You know, and you know, I'm the Trey Young. Like last year, last year on this show, I was so pro Trey Young. I think if I look at, because I have my sharp off, I had Trey Young at ten to one to be a scoring leader. Like I had all of these Trey Young bets. I was so pro Trey Young. I even had, uh, I think one of these years, I had the Hawks to be the one seed in the sharp off. So like, mm-hmm. I've always been so tr- pro Trey Young, and it just hasn't accumulated. Like it just hasn't happened. And maybe it's Quinn Snyder. Maybe Quinn Snyder gets it to happen, but I'm not betting on it, man. I'm just I'm just out on Trey Young. He's got to prove it to me at this point. All right. Uh, anybody else you like as we go further down the list here? <sighs> I think you really you really hit it home with AD. I I, I, I want to make the case for Steph Curry in fourteen yeah. one. Mm-hmm. I think that he has to do something incredible. 
and I don't know where he's at in the list of accolades and awards that he could achieve this season where they would reward him with the MVP because that's how it feels like you have to do at this point when you're some of these players. You have to have that crazy award to go with it to put your name back in the MVP hat, even though you should probably be in MVP discussion every single year. Yeah, And here we have a veteran quote-unquote veteran, they're still young, but they're veteran. They got A lot of them got a full season under their belt in Golden State. And take away the road record. If they're just 500 on the road, they're, what, the best team in the West? One of the best mm-hmm. teams in the league? Like, yeah. that's, that's what's really killing me about this Warriors team because we know them every single season to be really good at home. Like, that's not something that's just one year a one-year thing and then no they're always good at home so now if you add the road woes and you fix that it tells me that this golden state team can be one of the best in the league and if this golden state team with the news that dane made with the news that kd made with the news that brad beal made with the news with all of this stuff going on around the league if steph can carry this team to a one seed I think that he's got to have his name in the hat for MVP. So 14 to one, I I will sprinkle on Steph Curry. I wasn't going to do it because I have a lot on Golden State already this season, but it it just feels like if there's a year for Steph ever to get back to the mountaintop, it's this one. I agree. I think that when you talk about Steph, there's no doubt that he's a top five player in this league, right? And when he's on the court, I mean, it's incredible to watch a guy like Steph Curry in, in in this era of basketball. But you're right that if they're able to correct that, you know, the road woes they had last year. We talked about that at volumes last year on the on the pod on our daily pick shows that we were just fading the hell out of the Golden State Warriors on the road last season. If they're able to correct that, this team can be a number one season. I think Steph Curry at the value that you're getting. I mean, shop around again, because for Curry, I've seen anywhere from 14 to one all the way up to uh, 15 to one to 16 to one. So um, I can get behind Curry as well. Want to rattle up a couple names so you get your thoughts uh, on them uh, kind of longer down the list. I thought about Anthony Edwards, but I think for Edwards, I would probably look at he doesn't have the team. At, yeah, at the scoring title, like points per game leader, like scoring champion. I so I been staring at Anthony Edwards clutch player of the year at 15 to 1 for a long time, Moon off. Like, like for that. the duration of the offseason, I've been staring. I mean, who are who else are you giving the ball to with five seconds to go in that offense? Like, I, I understand that I like Cat, but Cat's never had that killer instinct in him. I, yeah. I've been staring at Anthony Edwards 15 to 1, and I've been debating if I'm going to add it to the sharp off. I've been staring at it for a long time. So if there's the Anthony Edwards award prop, that's the one I'm talking about. All right. Um, yeah, for me, it was. I got down on Giannis just because I just feel like it's a big, a big Giannis year. I think that definitely, obviously, when we talk about the East, it's Milwaukee, it's Boston. Mm-hmm. I mean, you always expect the Bucks to be there at the number one seed, and you were the best player on that team, Giannis. So I really didn't have anybody else. I, I like I mentioned, Giannis. I got down. I love your Curry angle, and then it's not AD, fun when I it's, think, it's not fun when all these guys are like so low priced. Like yeah. you don't want to take a. It doesn't. It, you don't want to take a flyer on, you know, Jokic, Giannis. Well, I mean, maybe Jokic. Jokic is probably the only person of those top three between Luka and Giannis that I would want to take a flyer on besides sure. those three. So if you're looking for a chalky play, then, yeah, I say go Jokic. But Luka, Kyrie being there, I just think is going to take away too much and too much opportunity. Same thing for Dame with Giannis. 
Yeah. Anybody else that intrigued you on the list for MVP? No, nah, I don't think Joe got it in him to repeat. I, yeah, I, 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 take take tough. the money and run. Take the money and run. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we get into our sharp off for the 2023-2024 NBA season, let me tell everyone about Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, a sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot, and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. And the end for the NBA fans, the wait is officially over. Basketball is back. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is celebrating with an unbeatable offer. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for throwing down $5 on the NBA. Win or lose, it doesn't matter. You'll start the season with an instant dub. And with DraftKings parlays, everyone's got a shot at at an even bigger basketball wins. String together multiple bets from the same game or build your parlay across multiple games for a shot at making your payday even sweeter. Basketball is more fun where you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code SGP. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www. Dot 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resorts. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lakes Charles, Louisiana, 21 years or older. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.com. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. All right, Terrell, let's get into our sharp off. You guys know if you're OG fans of the NBA Gambling Podcast, you guys know how we do it here. But for the new uh, listeners, we take a million fictitious dollars and we spread it across our favorite futures bets for the upcoming season. This could be win totals, division winners, conference, championship, awards markets, anything that we love for this upcoming season. So we'll We'll go through it here. We'll discuss it. And then at the uh, end of the season, Terrell and I will recap it and see how we did uh, for this upcoming season here. So, Terrell, why don't you lead us off, my man? All right. Let's see. How do we want to start the sharp ball today? I'm going to just go ahead with the Golden State Revenge Tour. Golden State Revenge Tour. Because I have a shotgun of Golden State bets. All right. When I look at this team and what this team were, was last year, I was trying to go back and I wanted to figure out how many teams were so bad on the road and what that improvement was to the next season. And so I couldn't find anything because every team that was bad on the road was, guess what, bad at home too. 
there is no, there is not many instances where you have a team that was as talented as Golden State that won as many games as Golden State to be so bad on the road that I just have to think that that does not happen again with a, another season under their belt with the, this coaching staff with these players with the veteran leadership leadership that they figure out how to win games on the road. The Chris Paul factor really didn't go into my handicap at all. I actually don't care that Chris Paul's on the team. He he didn't take away from me. He didn't add for me. It's just another guy that kind of added to the team for me. But Trace Jackson Davis, who, if you watch preseason, was playing with the ones, was playing with the ones. He is a big, oh, pause, but he is a forward (laughs) that (laughs) that he's going to add the size that Golden State is missing. He's able to shoot from the outside. He can score multiple levels. If Trace Jackson Davis is really that guy. He's going to be a huge add to Golden State. Now you get a whole season of Gary Payton II to add defensively for you as well. I think this Golden State team is going to be better off, and they're going to get pretty solid bench production, even though Jordan Poole is not there. I think that opens the door for Moses Moody to break out. I think that opens yep. the door uh, for, like I said, Trish Jackson Davis. I, hope that, I think that opens the door for a whole bunch of other guys. And so... If Steph turns into that guy, if Clay looks better another year out of those gruesome injuries, he looks a lot better another year, and they yeah. stay healthy and they are able to win those road games, I think Golden State is going to be a pretty good team this year, at least in the regular season. So this is how I played them. I took the over on Golden State's win total at 47.5. Okay. Minus 112 odds, I put 100 k on that to win 98. Okay. I then took the, a 25K and put them to win the Pacific Division at plus 390. So you, you're battling with, you know, you're battling Phoenix. with the Lakers, you're battling yeah. with Phoenix. But Phoenix, we'll see if they put it together for the regular season. It's going to take some time. They may have to figure some things out. The Lakers are the Lakers. They may be up. They may be down. Never know. So it just felt like Golden State was a safe plus money bet there. 25 to win 97.5K in that one. And... I'm going to take you over because we haven't talked about this ever. The in-season tournament. Look, Golden State is in Group C Mm -hmm. for the in-season tournament. If you don't know what the in-season tournament is, it is the new, you know, basically what it says, in-season tournament that the NBA developed, trying to get people hype about the regular season. Who more to get you hype about the regular season than the face of the NBA, Steph Curry, your baby face? if I will. And so when you look at the West group C, you have the Warriors, Mm -hmm. the Kings, Minnesota, Mm -hmm. OKC, Mm -hmm. San Antonio. OKC on the up and up San Antonio. They have Wimby, but we don't think they're going to be good. Minnesota. I don't think they're any good. So you're telling me that I potentially have a one V one with the Kings and the Warriors and the Warriors are two to one to win the group. Give me the Warriors to win the group at 2-1. to one. I bet that as well in my Golden State Shotgun Revenge Tour bets. 30K to win, 60K there. And I took them to win the in-season tournament. 15K to win, 2-10. That is 14 to, well, 12 to 1 odds. I, uh, I'm i not going to argue anything about the Warriors because they put a lot of money in my pocket when they won the title two seasons ago. And... You still have the core on this team, right? Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Steve Kerr. Those guys are still on this team. Um, and they have that not only regular season experience, but the postseason experience as well. So anytime those guys are healthy, 
Steph Curry's on the court. I'm not going to be betting against his Golden State Warriors team, and they've proven it time and time again. I know you talked about it last season. They had their road woes, but I think that's that's an outlier. I think that's some, you're 100% correct about that. They are going to fix. I mean, this team is not dumb. They've won multiple championships for a reason. They have one of the best players um, uh-huh. in the game in Steph Curry, the greatest shooter in our generation on their roster as well. And I really like the point you made about Klay Thompson, right? Because a lot of people were down on him, but he's coming off two of the toughest injuries you can face as an NBA player, an Achilles and a torn ACL. I think with another year of uh, conditioning and just getting better, I think I think I was talking to either Lante or Chris about this, and it says he's. They, I think they both agreed that it probably takes Clay Thompson a full season to get up to speed after those two type of injuries. And I think that he's only going to obviously get better, but yeah, look, I'm not going to argue anything about what you said about, about uh, the golden state Warriors. So I'm in agreement with you. Yeah. I'll take you over to the East. All right. And the team that I'm really high on, it, we talked about it with Trey young and the Atlanta Hawks. I, I'm taking the over 42 and a half on their win total. But last season, this team was 41 and 41. They finished three games out of uh, or they were second place three games out of that division with the Miami Heat. Last season, we heard about the turmoil between Trey Young and Coach Nate McMillan, and it's all hearsay. I don't know what the exact facts are, but there's probably was something there. I think Trey Young was also dealing with a shoulder injury last season because you take a look at his numbers. They were down from last season, but this team still uh-huh. ended up with 41 wins. I love the coaching hire of Quinn Snyder. I think that they knew that they had their guy because typically, Terrell, we don't see – a head coach that's a coach of their future take over with about 21 games left during the regular season. Never, <laughs> never. They did that with Quinn Snyder. They knew that he was going to be the long-term head coach. He coached them to final 21 games. They went 10 and 11. I'm not taking anything away from that because again, this uh. is a brand new roster. Now he has a full off season, implement his game plan, his offensive game plan, his defensive game plan. Uh, we talked about the John Collins rumors that they were trying to trade him. Finally, it happens. I send him over to Utah. Now you have a roster, right? DeJounte Murray has another full season with Trey Young and an offseason with him. Trey Young will be healthier. I really like the pickup of Sadiq Bey they had at the trade deadline last year. Uh, Clint Capella should be better. Oyeke Okongwu. You have uh, Bogdanovich coming off of the bench. DeAndre Hunter. Uh, Jalen Johnson. AJ uh, Griffin. Those two emerged in the second half of the season last year as well. So I'm really high on this uh, Atlanta Hawks team. I thought this win total was really low for them. I this is probably one of my bigger bets for the sharp off. I put a 300,000. So I put 30% oh, of my bankroll. Yeah. Woo-wee. Add even money on them to get over 42 and a half wins. And then I'll also add on to the fact I really like them to win the division as well. Southeast division, you take a look at it. It's Miami, it's Atlanta, uh-huh. it's Charlotte, it's Washington, and it is who am I Orlando. missing in there? Oh, Orlando, right? I think we're all on higher on Orlando for this upcoming season. Okay, but I just don't think they – they could be sneaky. I think Miami falls down a little bit. Um, and do they really care about the offseason? I'm not sure. Or, sorry, the uh, the regular season. I think that if they get into the playoffs, we know what the noise that they can make. Charlotte, okay, they should be better. But I just feel like this Atlanta team, at, at I got it at plus 220 for them to win this division. I put 50K on that. So those are my two of my bigger bets. Uh, at least my 30% of my bankroll going to the Hawks over 42 and a half and then at 
plus 220 for them to win the Southeast Division, 50,000 to win 110,000 on that for the Atlanta Hawks. I did take the Hawks over 42 and a half in one of my win totals just through 100K. Didn't didn't go as crazy as you at all. <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't as simple, but I do I did think of Quinn Snyder as the I mean, he's the regular season king. Like he just he plays really good in the regular season. They may not do a lot in the playoffs, but he wins yeah. regular season games, games that people do not care about. And for a win total, every game matters. So yeah, hundred percent there. We got the chat rolling too here. Uh KC in the chat, Captain Sino in the chat, Trevor Story in the chat. Chat is rolling. Make sure you check us out. YouTube.com slash NBA Gambling Podcast. All right, you want to take us over to your next uh, couple of picks for the sharp off? Yep, because shotgun, we're gonna shotgun one more, uh, one more string of bets here. But this one, we're going to the most improved player market because Moonoff, I have I four players, I have four players that I know are gonna win most improved player. Unfortunately, okay. only one can win, but I'm gonna be up regardless if any one of them wins. So I do, you know, 25k on every single one. Okay, <laughs> you know, all right, and so. It's, it's rather chark until we get to the end. I do have the top three players. Brooklyn Bridges, Tyrese Maxey, Jordan Poole. Bridges 10-1, Maxey 11-1, Jordan Poole 12-1. Okay. So I went on a deep dive in the MVP, mo- not MVP, but the MIP, most improved player odds. Mm-hmm. And when you look at, let me just make sure I pull it up because I don't want to misspeak because Lante had killed me. But... When you look at how these teams are doing in the last 10 years, there are only three players that did not make an all-star team that year. Gordon Dragic in 2014, CJ McCollum 2016, Pascal Siakam 2019. Only three in okay. 10 years. Yeah. Of the seven that did make the all-star team, all of them were first-time all-stars. Nobody yeah. was a replacement. Everybody played at a level where the fans thought, the players thought, the media thought, that they are a first-time all-star off the rip. Look at what everybody's years in the league. Typically, the mean was four and a half years with a couple of outliers in there. Randall, he won most improved. He was in the league seven years. Dragic was in the league six years. Laurie was in six years. So a couple of outliers in there. But, man, it seems like you have to be an all-star. I mean, seven of the ten, you have to be an all-star. Not only have to be an all-star, you have to be a first-time all-star. So you look at Bridges, Maxi, Poole, all of them have not been All-Stars. All of them have the opportunity this year, Maxi, with us thinking that James Harden is probably going to be gone at some point. Yeah, Bridges stepping into that role in Brooklyn. You have Poole stepping into that role in Washington. Any of them get a first-time All-Star, they're automatically in the lead at that point just by that criteria. Yeah. I also threw in Evan Mobley at 26 to 1. Okay. Because Evan Mobley can get in as that big in the East that mm-hmm. they always add that defensive big. They tried to, they're trying to force the old standard, hey, you know, if you're a big and you play defense and you don't shoot the outside and you stay in the paint, we're gonna reward you at some point by giving you that one all-star spot. It's the Rudy Gobert spot, it's the Bam out of bio spot, it's the Jaron Jackson Jr. spot. Is there somebody that could dethrone Bam Adebayo in the East? It is Evan Mobley. He could take another step. This Cavs team could actually be really, really good people. And so if he does that 26 to 1, that's 
that's a little bit insane for me. So I'm pretty sure between those four, one of them are winning most improved. I put 25K on every single one. Bridges pays out 20, uh, 250. Yeah, Bridges pays out 250. Maxi pays out 275. Pool pays out 300. And Evan Mobley pays out 650. Oh my gosh. Moon off. I don't know. I think you're in trouble this year. Uh, I might be. I might be. Um, I was going to mention something about uh, Evan Mobley. Completely went over my head. But yeah, I think Evan Mobley, he can, he's definitely going to take that step forward. Right? What is his third year in the NBA now? Fourth year in the NBA? Yeah, this is, um, I believe this is year three. Yeah. So again, the improvements are definitely going to be there. You make the case for Maxi. Harden is gone. We know. I mean, we've seen the story what, three <laughs> times already with James. Daryl Morey is a liar. Daryl yeah. Morey is a liar. <laughs> we saw it in Brooklyn. Now he didn't, didn't, did, things didn't happen for him in Philly. So he's, he's not going to be there. I don't think I'd be shocked if he does play a game for the Sixers uh, this season, uh, or maybe he brings out the fat suit like he did when he was with Houston. But, um, I, I bet Maxi last year it didn't quite get there, but I think the angle of Harden not being there and Maxi stepping into that role is definitely uh, a possibility, hundred um, percent. You also mentioned Jordan Poole. I mean, ultimate green light in 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 Washington. He's going to average 25, 27 shots per game, averaging probably twenty eight to thirty points per game. He's he's going to sprinkle in those fifty point games as well. So uh-huh. yeah, I agree. I went a little further down the list. Just because it kind of gave me the Lori marketing vibes, and that was DeAndre Ayton, and it's fifty to one for a reason. Just let me like make my case here. You know, we in Phoenix, <laughs> we know he wasn't very happy in Phoenix. Um, I think he's he's out to prove something in Portland. I think it was that first preseason game that he just went down the lane. I think he was on a pick and roll. He actually like he hammered the ball. He dunked the ball. So we didn't see that a lot <laughs> in Phoenix. Uh-huh. Um, but again, he takes over that Yusuf Nurkic spot where we knew Nurk was not very healthy. And we talk about big men in the West, right? It's I know it's Anthony Davids, it's it's Jokic, it's guys like that. But I think there's an opportunity that if DeAndre Aiden's averaging 20-plus points per game, 10-plus rebounds per game when we get to the all-star break, I think that, you know, whether it's players voting him in or maybe it's coaches voting him in, I think there's a possibility that DeAndre Aiden could possibly get most improved player of the year. It's 50 to 1 for a reason. I only put two yeah. grand on it. At a hundred thousand, that was one of my um, uh, ones for MIP. I'll quickly mention this one as well. I also throw in Quinn Snyder uh, for Coach of the Year, yeah, twenty uh, k to win three hundred sixty thousand. Again, if this team wins fifty plus games this upcoming season, which I think is a real possibility, they'll end up as a top three seed for sure uh, in that uh, Eastern Conference. That win improvement will be there. I know he's won the uh, award before, but I wanted to group that in there with the uh, uh, with the Atlanta Hawks there. And uh, again, since you're on the uh, MIP market, I threw in DeAndre Ayton, just two thousand to win a hundred thousand. Um, I'll go over to a player prop market for season long. Uh, we're, we're talking about the Washington Wizards. Ties Jones to average over seven and a half assists, or sorry, seven point one assists per game. Uh-huh. We saw what he did with Memphis last season when John Morant was um, injured and he stepped into that starting you know, lineup. And, I mean, he was racking up the assists. And now he goes over to a team where he has Jordan Poole. He has Kyle Kuzma, the, the ultimate chunkers. He passes in the ball. He's going to rack up those assists with this with this team. So at, at 7.1, I went over. I put 120000 on this. Uh-huh. I'm really high on Tyus Jones. I like what I saw at the college ranks with him. I've, I like what I've seen when he was with Memphis. Again, now he gets to come over to a Washington Wizards team where he is going to be that starting point guard. 
He has the shooters around him. He has the big men around him as well. I could definitely see a world where he's going to average seven and a half or eight assists per game. So I put 120K on that to win 100,000 there. Any thoughts on Tyus Jones? No, yeah, I, I like it. And the only concern is that if they start going ISO too much and Jordan Poole yeah. and Kyle Kuzma, of course, kind of just eat up the clock and kind of take assist angles away from everybody. But ultimately, that Tyus Jones angle, I think, is really, really good. I think it'll be really interesting if he can actually – you know, keep that point guard mentality going with the second unit and keep the second unit going. That's when I really, really love this prop. And we may be able to steal some double doubles on him this season, because if he, oh, yeah. if he plays with that second unit and he gets that second unit going and they're able to score maybe in garbage time, stuff like that, he's definitely going to rack up assists with them. So yeah, I like Tyus. Yeah. Uh, let me go over to a win total and a division. I think it's kind of correlated here for me. Okay. Um, this is a team that was not last season, but the season prior. I know me and Scott were both high on. And I'm going to go right back to them. New Orleans Pelicans, over 44 and a half wins. I put 115,000 on that to win 100K. We're back. Yeah. And and then also on they the killed us last year. Yeah, they did. And again, last year there was a lot of injuries, right? I mean, Zion got off to a great start. He got injured, was gone for the rest of the season. Um, and then Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, Jose Alvarado, Herb Jones. I mean, that team just dealt with a lot of injuries last year. I know they're going to be healthy for this upcoming season. We'll see how much we get out of Zion. I mean, all the indications are is that he's healthy, he's ready to go. And when he's on the court, we know he can average 25-plus points per game and 10-plus rebounds per game. Um, I love their head coach, Willie Green. Uh, and they're also in a division where it's a little wide open, right? I know Memphis is going to be without John Moran for, what, 25 games. Um, Marcus Smart steps in there. Uh, but this Pelicans team, I think they, they they check a lot of boxes for me. We talk about scoring. You have Brendan Ingram. You have Zion. You have CJ McCollum. Check. I like their head coach. Check. Defensively, they have a lot of length with her, uh, led by uh, Herb Jones, Jose Alvarado coming off of that bench. Uh, they have the rebounding Valachunas. I think at two to one, especially in a division where Rockets, they'll be improved, but they're not going to be competing for the division. Your competition is really only, only going to be Dallas, which I think defensively they're still going to be terrible. And then Memphis is the other team. They're a great regular season team. But at two to one, I really thought the Pelicans can really come up and win this division. I think that is there a possibibility that they win you know, 47, possibly 50 games, 100%. That's why I like this over. Um, but I'm really high on this team coming into the year. So I double dipped. Uh, Pelicans, over 44 and a half wins, 115,000 to win 100K. And then for them to win the division, 30K uh, to get me 60K there. Thoughts on the Pelicans? Yeah, no, I like the Pelicans. I I mean, it's always the health angle, and that's what is so hard with yeah. these futures and why I'm not a future better. Everybody knows I do the sharp ball just because we do the sharp ball, but I'm not normally a futures better. And so, you know, I, I get these little bit of futures out the way, and then I'm done with the market, and I don't even really not even interested in the market. And so it's so hard because of the injuries, but if this team is healthy, they can compete. They can yeah. compete. Brandon Ingram is, you know, ascending as one of the league's best scorers. And, I mean, when Zion was out there, Zion was amazing. And it made me even question, question taking some type of awards prop on Zion. But I just can't. Yeah. I just can't do it. Yeah. I just can't do it. No, I can't yeah. do it. But, I mean, I, I am interested. I would take a stab at Willie Green again. Maybe we were a year early on, year. on in Coach of the Year, Futures for yeah. Willie Green. Maybe this is the year for him. But I, I like that Pelicans pick. I'm going to I'm I'm gonna go ahead. You did a win total. I'll keep us in the win total market. I'm gonna finish out with my Eastern Conference one seed because 
for the people that don't know, 2-0, 2-0 in the sharp off on Eastern Conference one seeds. I gave you the, what was it, like 45 the to Miami 1. It was some, yeah, it was something crazy two years ago. Remember that one. Miami yeah. Heat, it was like 45 to 1, something crazy like that. I gave you the Bucks last year, plus 340. We'll save that for the end. We'll get, I rattled off. I got a couple of win totals here. And we'll, we'll stick, keep it in the West. Okay. I mean, how are the Trailblazers supposed to win a game? <laughs> I, I get, I understand the DeAndre Ayton angle, and I do. I don't think that acclimates the wins. I really don't. No. This is no. a young roster that's kind of figuring it out. The, the chance of a fire sale is not gone yet. Like, they could ultimately say, you know what, we can get some more picks by the end of the season and ship somebody else off to a contender. Like, that very much well can happen. And so while I look at the names and I'm like, mm, okay, I like DeAndre and he's cool. Oh, okay, shitty and sharp. You know, I like him. Like, he's good. Like, oh, Anthony Simons. Like, you know, that's real, that's real solid. I like him. Scoot Henderson in the draft. Oh, boy. Like, oh, this all sounds good. It's the Trailblazers. Who's playing? And they're not going to put it. Yeah, they're not going to put it together. <laughs> like they're they're not going to yeah. put this together. And as much as I love Chauncey and I and I yeah. want Chauncey to succeed, Chauncey didn't sign up for this team. He signed up for Dame Lillard and CJ McCollum, and they were taken away from him before he even got a game. So it's like really similar to when Stephen Silas took over with the Rockets with Harden and Westbrook there. Yeah, like I think that's what Chauncey fell into with. You know, and, but, Lillard and but how did the Rockets look after that? Where you sat there and said, Oh, they got Jalen exactly. Green. Oh, they got Jamari yeah. Smith. Oh, they got some pieces. You know, Kevin Porter Jr. That looks kind of bad now. But uh, <laughs> I mean, they have all these pieces, but it just doesn't work. I don't, I don't think they're going to beat the good teams. I don't think they're going to beat the bad teams. I think that they're going to sneak up and maybe catch a few dubs here or there, but. I, I can't see it. I threw a hundred K on them not to get twenty eight wins under twenty seven and a half for the Portland Trailblazers. I don't see it. I don't either. I mean, everything that you just mentioned there. I think defensively, this team is going to be one of the worst teams. I think the only anchor maybe is going to be DeAndre Aiden with rim protection, but Jeremy Grant probably going to end up asking for a trade. He'll get shipped off after giving him that lucrative contract. This is a lot, a lot of young guys, right? Um, and we've seen what happens. Like, like we just made the comparison with the Houston Rockets. It, they'll probably be in that realm of 22 to 25 wins, trying to get that number one pick and trying to build for the future life after Damian Lillard. I, I just don't know how, if you're this Trailblazers team and you get close to the deadline and there's a contender and they need a guard or they need you know, a forward, how do you not sit there and say, all right, I mean, we might have to, you know, we're not going anywhere anytime soon. As long as we got scoop, we should be all right. Like, yes. I, I don't know how they're not sellers at the deadline. I just don't know how this team is a sellers at the deadline. So, yeah, I think 20 wins is probably where they, they top out at. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to disagree with it. Um, let me go over to the Eastern Conference. Guy. I think uh, the only West one I has was the Pelicans. I the Hawks as oh, well. That's it? Um, well, let me let me give you one more in the West. Let me give you one more before we okay. go. Okay. All right. Go ahead. The Mavs might play defense this year. You think so? I think the inter- I think lively joining that team and the interior defense defense and the fact that there is at least something, somebody to make you question going on the inside. I don't think that he's gonna figure it out off the rip, 
But by the end of the season, I think they may question going on the inside. Lively was a really, really good interior defender. And if there's mm-hmm. anybody that I think can make the center jump from year one from college to NBA and be able to guard at elite level in the paint, I think it's Derek Lively. I, it is only right as well. This team screwed us out of a top 10 pick in the New York Knicks by tanking at the end of the season. And I don't think it was for nothing. I think they're going over 43 and a half. I think the West is so wide open where you can have a whole bunch of 45, 46 win teams. Am I sitting here saying, I think the Cavs are going to do anything in, I mean, not the Cavs, the Mavs are going to do anything this season beyond that. No, but this feels a little bit low for a team that has two of the top 10 players in the NBA. And make the argument. Yeah. They've shown us, in the past that they've been able to play defense before, like not last season, but the year before this was a pretty solid defensive group. Like Jason Kidd had them rolling when they made the Western conference finals, they were playing defense. Mm -hmm. And so I think that this is a pretty, like, I think this is a pretty good opportunity where you're just bringing in new faces. Like now you're getting Grant Williams there. Now you're getting Derek lively in there. Now you're getting Steph Curry back on his, uh, not Steph, Steph Curry back on this roster, able to do that. Like, I, I just think that, this was the reset that this Mavs team to become another good regular season team. I don't think that I have them making it far in the playoffs, but I think that they did enough of a reset and I don't think that there's going to be any answers from Kyrie early. I don't think that Luca is going to, you know, quit. He's been sharp over the course of the off season. He's been playing basketball over the course of the off season. I think that he's going to come in and he's going to come in on fire to start the season. Yeah. This Mavs team is going to win some games. I think this is a 45, 46 win ball club. Uh, going back to 2021-2022 season, Dallas uh, was the seventh uh, best offense, uh, sorry, defensive rated team, 109.1. Last season, they dipped all the way down to number 21 to finish the season. So if you get a lick of defense from Kyrie or Luka, I think that's my only pushback would be is that that perimeter defense with Kyrie and Luka, like if they play any type of defense, like this team I think can be good. And like you mentioned, they pressed a reset, but like they got some shooters around Luca and Kyrie. Um, but I just have some hesitation on if that backcourt is going to play defense. You mentioned lively. I, I was watching some preseason for Dallas, and the, the, he was actually running with the one. So I'm not sure if he is officially going to be the starting center for the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, but I think there might be something there because we talked about it over the past several seasons. What has been the uh, what has been lacking for the Dallas Mavericks? It's been that rim protection and a a, a bona fide rebounder. Um, at that center position, I think that Lively he can step into that role and make some noise there, uh, especially with the lack thereof of what they've had with the prior season. So, I, yeah, the only concern, like I mentioned, is going to be that perimeter defense for me. Um, I'll go yeah, and that's really room. that's really yeah, it. Forty, yeah, 44, 44 games, like forty-four games is what a forty-four and six seed, a six seed, five seed in the West, somewhere around there, like. They can yeah. they can absolutely make that. I'm not sitting here saying they're a top four team, but this just seems a criminally low for two really good players that can probably account for ten wins on their own. Yeah, yeah, I can't argue it. Um, I, I'm going to watch Dallas games this year because I feel like they are going to be over team. But I do want to see if Kyrie or Luca play any type of defense for this upcoming season. Let's go. I'm going to go over to the East. Um, I took Sixers under on their win total, 48 and a half. 
I think that number one with Nick Nurse coming over, we talk about a transition year from new head coaches to from old head coaches and new head coaches, right? Doc Rivers was there for so many years for the Sixers. And now you have Nick Nurse coming in. And we saw traditionally, we talked about this a lot on the pod, is that when he was with Toronto, those starters would be playing 37-plus minutes per game at minimum. I don't think we can do that with Joel Embiid just because, again, you talked about it, how he's Professor what you, Professor Glasses, what you call them, um, coming Dude, off Professor of Glass. MVP year. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to have a down year, but I, I think that you have to manage his minutes because, again, with no James Harden there, if he does get injured for an extended amount of time, I think there's a significant drop-off on the roster, right? And I do like Tyrese Maxey. I've been high on him. I drafted him on my fantasy team as well. But after that, you're trusting guys like Tobias Harris, um, Kelly Oubre. I, again, I just don't think it's just it, – for the Sixers, it's so top-heavy that you're relying on Joel Embiid so much that I just don't think that, again, if he does get injured for an extended period of time, and again, this being a transition year from a new head coach to Nick Nurse – can they win 46, 45, 45, 46 games? I think that's where I'm, I'm counting on for them to be like a four seed in the Eastern Conference. I uh-huh. took the under on the Sixers at 48 and a half at minus 120. I put 160,000 on that to win 150. Do you have any thoughts on the Sixers for the upcoming year? It was so many question marks that I just didn't want anything to do with them. I really didn't. Yeah. I mean, it, it could they be good? Yeah. Could they take a step back? Pretty much so. Like it, this isn't the same roster. Like I, even though I think Nick Nurse is a step up in coach, this is not the same roster. And so I'm not certain, you know, what he's going to get from this bitch unit and everybody else outside of you know Joel Embiid. So it, it's questionable for me. I think that they'll be feisty in a bunch of games. I just don't think they'll come out with the win. I think they'll cover a lot more than they win. So uh, yeah, I'm with you. I, I'm not betting it, but I, I'm not as high on the 76ers this season. And had about 48K left. Uh, I spent it over three MVP picks like we talked about earlier. Oh, dang. Hold on. I got to catch up. I got a bunch left. All right. Yeah, so let, let me – Why don't you go ahead then? Yeah, let me let me go throw – so let's see. How many of these win totals did I do? Well, everybody knows standard, you know, you got to stick with what works for you. <laughs> Never switch the mojo up, people. You, if you switch the mojo up, you're going to ruin all your other bets. So – you just got to have your system plays, and this is a system play. The Boston Celtics are going to let you down any, any opportunity they get. I mean, any opportunity. It, there was only – this that playoff run was just one of the most Boston Celtic things ever of going down three games to none and, and everybody in Boston quitting. And then, for some reason, they thought they had a chance in game seven when there was four other people that did the exact same thing they did and did not win the game. I, I just mean, man, I, I don't <laughs> – did you see them post a video of Jalen Brown dribbling the basketball, trying to prove that he's left-handed, practicing? right? <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> you go on to social media to try to prove to us that this isn't a thing. Like, oh man, and we we know we we know what you're doing. You try to prove to us that this is not a thing. We'll see. I, I'll take over under bets on how many games Porzingis plays. I'll take over under bets on how many games Drew Holiday plays. Joe Mazzulla, I think, is still uh, needs some work at head coach, and I don't fourth think quarter. he's at the level, especially in the fourth quarter. But I, I, I think he's not at that level. Jason Tatum, I like him. I just think that is really the Boston stench that isn't elevating him to an MVP level already. 
Take Thunder on take Thunder on the Celtics, man. Just take Thunder. Maybe they get 53, 52. They're not getting 56. 56? No way. No way. Defensively, do you think they're going to be better? I mean, I thought the trade for them trading away Robert Williams, I know. That was brutal. Injury, I know, like he's not the he hasn't been the most healthiest guy, but when he's on the court, like defensively, Boston was really good. I mean, they were second last year in defensive rating, only behind Cleveland. But I think them not having Robert Williams and you added two guys like KP, who gets blocked shots, but if you get ISO'd, man, he's just gonna get you know ISO'd to death, and then uh-huh. these guards can get around him. So I'm telling you, my guy Moses Brown, watch. I'm telling you, wait, at some point in the season, the Celtics are going to get somebody hurt, and they're gonna sign Moses Brown. To a 14-day contract, he's gonna come in and give him a double-double. That's the main, that's the prop. That's my guy Moses Brown. But yeah, no, I really I mean, who's guarding the paint? Who's guarding who's who's protecting the paint? Like Al Horford? Old man Horford. <laughs> yeah, like I I, I just know. think I, I don't know. I, I really don't see the hype. I really, really don't see the hype. I think that this offseason was a lateral move. I don't think they got better anywhere. Exactly. I mean, just one I feel like they made a trade just to make a trade. Got better. Yeah, like it just seemed like they wanted to get new new bodies in the room. And that's fine. You're getting a new roster. You're trying something new. Perfectly fine with that. But same organization, it's not going to figure it out. I mean, under 55 and a half, that, that was easy for me. I think I went through all my win totals here. I'm going to okay. throw out my missed playoff bets before uh, I finish things off with the Eastern Conference that everybody's waiting for. I put 100K on both. Oh, no, I didn't. I missed the win total. Pistons over 28 and a half. I like I that. I mean, hey, man, when Monty, I will say this. I'm not high on the Pistons or anybody on the Pistons, but when Monty comes to a new team, he turns that team around. He turned yeah. a nine-win Hornets team around. He turned a nine-win Hornets team around. He turned, it, when he went to Phoenix, I think they won like 15 extra games or something like that. Like yeah. they were a 17-win ball club. They were a 30-win ball club after that first season. Like he turns teams around quick. Now, does it sustain? Maybe not. Maybe he needs some help there. But he at least shows that team that, hey, you had it in you. We may need to add some pieces. We may need to tweak some things, but you have it in you to win basketball games. This is solely a play on Monty Williams. Pistons over 28 and a half wins at minus 102. I threw 100K on that. I mean, that. You're also getting Cade back, right? Like, Cade was gone for what? Yeah. 60 whole plus season. games last it was the whole year. Season yeah. Basically. Like, yeah. yeah. So. so you're getting your best player back and you get a new head coach. It's, it's I think it's a breath of fresh air for all those players on the team. I think they're deep at every position as well, man. Yeah. All right. Last two for missed playoffs, both in the West. I mean, let's run back with the Clippers, man. They've been teetering <laughs> on the end for the past two seasons. They've been teetering like two or three seasons. They've been teetering at that play in. They've been teetering. Oh, are they in the play in? Are they out to play in? Oh, they just made it out to play in, but they were almost in the play in. Like they, they were, oh, they've been teetering for us so long on missing this playoff run. And they actually did miss it one year. I think we, we roll it back. This just feels like the season where it's everything falls off and they eventually move on from Tyron Lou and try something different. Coming. And yeah, it just feels like the blow up of the roster is coming and you got to be a year early on it to cash. And so I went and I did some digging. The Western conference has 11 teams that are a minus price to make the playoffs. Moon off. Wow. Pop quiz. How many teams can make the playoffs in a conference? I'm going to guess eight. 
eight teams can make the playoffs. They have 11 with a minus price. 11. <laughs> so I took two that I just thought were, I thought they, if anybody was going to miss out of those 11, it was going to be those two. I took the Clippers at two to one. And I took Minnesota mm-hmm. at plus 120. Uh, you know, I'm down okay. on this Minnesota team. I don't think they're that good. I think Minnesota is a playing team that loses in the play in. And I'm not going to lie, the wheels could fall off for the Clippers where they're not even in the play in. Like that could be something that we see this season. So many teams in the West are up this year. I think OKC is going to be better. I think the Pelicans are going to be better. Uh, I think the Kings are still going to be good. Like so many teams are up. Somebody's got to fall off. These are two that I have fallen off. I, I'm not going to argue against the Clippers. I feel like, like I mentioned, that blow up is probably coming in. Do you trust Kawhi to stay healthy? I mean, all the indications are there. Those guys are ready to go. We're going to play as many games as we can, but a little bump on the knee, you know, he's gone for an extended amount of time. And when you look at this roster on paper, it's probably one of the deepest rosters, but this team just cannot stay healthy. Now we have the rumors of James Harden trying to end up there as well with a trade package that is going to be, but. Yeah, I mean, I need this Clippers team to prove it before we can get behind them. And more times than not, they've let us down um, during the regular season, not being able to make the playoffs. Minnesota is the most intriguing team, I think, in the West because we don't know what their floor is. We don't know what their ceiling is either. Like, they could end up as a – They're the middle child. They're the middle child West. Like, nobody cares about them. They're the middle child. They could end up as a top three seed or they could yeah, – like you mentioned, like, they, they cannot make the playoffs and be like a, a 10th, 11th. Like, they could be a play-in tournament team and not make it in. But – I like Anthony Edwards to take a step forward. Maybe, you know, for him to be the scoring champion, lead the league in scoring. I think that's the only thing that intrigues me. For Chris Finch and that roster, it's going to be able to uh, try to figure out if they can play Cat and Rudy Gobert together. That's that's the biggest question coming into the season. We'll find that out within the first 10 That was the question games coming into the teams. season last year. We didn't get it because yeah. both of them. Cat missed hurt. a lot of games last year as well, right? Yeah, Cat missed a bunch of games. When Cat came back, Rudy was out. Like, oh, man, this team is just. Just bad, just terrible. All right. What else? You got? Uh, yeah, so my final couple of money I had left, I did get down on the Bucks to win the title uh, four to one. I mean, I know it's it's preseason four to one, but I, I had to spend the money somewhere. Um, obviously, you add Dame. Giannis is back. Chris Middleton will be healthy this season. I know he missed a lot of games last year. I think he's in that perfect three role for this team as well, right? That third guy. Yeah. Something similar to like, you know, the Andrew Wiggins of the Golden State Warriors, where he knows his role, like defensively, I'm going to go out and guard the best player. And then I got to contribute my 15 to 17 points per night. So I think that, yeah. um, you know, for the Bucks again, the top, the best team in the West, uh, sorry, in the East, in my opinion. Uh, so I think they'll probably end up, you know, obviously in that top three seed for sure. Again, we're not going to be surprised if they do win uh, again, 56 to anywhere to 60 games. And then I spread my final three across the MVP market. Like we talked about, I, I get, I did, like I mentioned, I did get on on Giannis. I put down on AD and this is 16 K each. And then I split eight K between Curry and then Trey young as well. So nothing significant on Trey young. I know, um, I know you're down on him, at least to win MVP this year, but I sprinkled a little bit on there. Yeah. So those was my final uh, final couple of uh, the money that I had left. All right. Let's keep the Eastern Conference one seed trend going. I mean, Boston and Milwaukee were both plus 175. You know I wasn't taking Boston. Plus 175 just really wasn't juicy enough, like – yeah, it, it, it wasn't juicy enough to get behind Milwaukee with a new head coach. I mean, I get Dame and Giannis there, but it's a new head coach. They could drop a few. This could like they could have a stretch of games where they just don't figure it out. And who does that open the door for? 
The Cavs. The Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh my what world are we in that a LeBronless led Cleveland Cavaliers team is the one seed? I mean, it it's really just more of I think the East is just down as a whole rather than I think mm-hmm. the Cavs came up, but I do think the Cavs have some things going for them. One, just staying healthy. There's been a lot of times that they've been without Jared Allen. They were out Evan Mobley without Darius Garland. Like, you know, I think Donovan Mitchell missed a couple of games. Like, so oh, for the most part, it's staying healthy. But Evan Mobley takes a step forward. You continue to limit Karis LeVert's touches with the basketball and make him a role player. Force him to be a role player. He doesn't want to be one. Force him to be a role player. You bring in Matt Struess, who is a role player. He understands that role, and that's why he's probably going to be inserted in the starting lineup because he understands that role. They they bring in Niang. Now they really, really help the three-point shooting of this team, yep. and the team can hit from the outside. And you, you, you have these games where they stop blowing leads. They stop blowing leads because they can continue the scoring for all four quarters. And don't let Imani Bates be good, man. Like, mm-hmm. I, Just don't let Imani Bates be good. It's not going to be fair if Imani Bates is actually really, really good in the NBA. Like it's really not I, yeah. at nine to one, twenty k to win two hundred. Like why not just take a sprinkle on the Cavs that they could just be the healthiest team, and that's how they ended up with the one seed. And we've seen one seeds win the one seed and then go and get knocked out in the second round of playoffs. Like this could be it. So I took the Cavs at nine to one. I put ten k on the Heat. It was really Eric Sposha and Jimmy and just how they went out in that finals game. And everybody, like, it's so many people, I think you and Lante included, are down on the Heat this year. And yeah. it just feels like that's always the year that the Heat show up out of nowhere, like, <laughs> shows up. Like, that's the same season that I hit them at, like, 40-something to one to be one seed because nobody was talking about them. And I was just sitting there. I'm like, man, it's still the Heat. And it's Jimmy Butler. Like, come on. And so, yeah. I, I mean – and this it's just name value on why they got it for me. And it's not too many teams that I think can really become the one seed outside of the Celtics, outside of the Bucks. So yeah, I think that the Heat are a pretty good stab, but I feel pretty solid about the Cavs that hey, maybe they're just the most healthy team, and that's how they end up with the one seed. And they're also deep as well, right? I mean, look at their their starting five. It's gonna be Garland, Donovan Mitchell, Struess, Mobley, and Jared Allen. I know Allen's gonna start uh, the season injured, but he will be back in something uh, serious that's long term for him. But uh-huh. you take a look at that second unit. All right, Karis Lavert, he'll provide some type of scoring coming off the bench. You still have Isaac Okoro, Georges Niang as well. So, you know, we talked about that. They they address their three point shooting. Dean Wade can give you some minutes there as well. So it's really nice think- for me, man. If yeah, if Amani think, Bates yeah. is good and they give him minutes and he translate and he's good, and if you looked at the preseason, he stepped into that role player role. There's so many times that you've seen him coming off off ball screens, setting up in the corner, getting a shot and drilling a three. Like that's all they need from him. They don't need him to go out there and be KD. They, even though yeah. you know we've heard KD comparison, we don't need you to go out there and be KD. We need you to go out there, <laughs> just be a role player for now. Let your game develop, and then if there's a day that we need you like that, we'll come and ask. But I mean, if base if base translates over and gives them that extra piece that makes them go nine deep, ten deep, some games, mm-hmm. I think they can win a lot of basketball games, man. I think you also got to sprinkle a little bit then on JV Bickerstaff for Coach of the Year, sixteen to one. Yeah, I mean, I, I know you made the case for Donovan Mitchell to be MVP, but if this team ends up as a number one seed, uh, there's some type of war that's going to this team, whether that's most improved for Evan yep. Mobley whether it's coach of the year for JB Bickerstaff or whether it's MVP for Donovan Mitchell. So, and this is a longer shot is going to win. 
Yeah. This is a longer shot. So take whatever take whatever you can get. Like Bickerstaff is probably going to have longer awards than Cab One Seed. Like take take yeah. what th- this is a longer shot. But I'm just saying there's a world of possibility that I really really do foresee where this team is literally just the most healthy team in the East standing. And it's hard to imagine because they're already starting off with Jared Allen on injured. But if they get through the season, majority of the season, and everybody's playing majority of these games, they're going to win a lot. I mean, they won 51 last year, and that was, again, dealing with a lot of injuries, yeah. um, not only to their front court, but, you know, I know I think Jerry Scarlett missed an extended amount of time as well. So and they had guys like, I think it was, what, Rubio last year that was trying to fill in as, as a starting point guard. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, I, I think that this Cavs team, number one, addressed the three-point shooting. I think that's going to be big for me as well. So, yeah, i like it uh, for them to be uh, at least – Top three, if not, no surprise if they do end up as a number one seed because Sixers are going to be down. There might be an adjustment period for the Bucks with Dame uh, and Giannis and Chris Milton trying to figure out and a new head coach, and then you're already down on Boston. So, uh, um, yeah, that opens a door up for a team. I mean, Boston's just going to fold. Like, if I bet on Boston, yeah. I'm telling you exactly what happened. If I bet on Boston, they would have been the one seed the entirety of the season until the last two games, and then they would have dropped those games and they would have fell to two. That's what happened. I'm not sure Boston. if you if you caught the uh, I think it was Jay on JJ Reddick's pod where Joe Missoula was there, and I think they were talking about pushing for the number one seed and saying that, and he said something like, "Oh, we don't want to lose to the number to the eight seed," and then JJ Reddick goes, "But coach, you did lose to the eight seed in the Miami." <laughs> I, I gotta find it. I got, I'm gonna send it to you. But. Oh man, oh man, this scene is I just hilarious, was, man. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't wait till another season of just fading this. It's and it's like some way, somehow, every season they continue to prove me right in a different way. Last season, it was going down three games to none, and then and then coming back and still losing. Season before yeah. that, it was getting all the way to the finals and then losing. Like it's, oh man, I just can't wait to see what they do this year. Yeah, and again, I think like we we mentioned that they made a lateral move, trading for bringing in KP, and then um, who's the other one they had? I don't it know, might not, not Drew Holiday. It might actually be a negative loss, but we'll see. Yeah, again, health is going to be the biggest question for this uh, Boston Celtics team. All right, that is going to do it for this year's Sharp Off. Um, we are back. The NBA Gambling Podcast starting tomorrow on Tuesday. We are going to be going live every single day, Monday, or not every single day, Monday through Friday at least, 11 a.m. Eastern time to handicap uh, every single game. Uh, we'll do our lock and dog as usual. Maybe we'll throw in prop this year as well. We'll discuss that with the, with the crew, uh, throwing a player prop. And then myself and uh, Chris, Crispy Captain, will do the prop cast uh, at least two, three times a week. We'll be doing one today later on for opening night player props. So me and Scott, We'll kick it off tomorrow for the opening day uh, games, two double, two games, doubleheader on Tuesday. Uh, and we are excited for this NBA season. Hopefully, we are going to put some more money uh, into your pockets this upcoming season. But, uh, Terrell, anything else you want to mention before we get out of here? Oh, man. I Don't trust Boston, guys. Like, I know <laughs> how it looks. I know how it looks. But, like, I mean, how many times do I got to say it? I can't wait to see who's going to be our darling this year. Thank you to the Utah Jazz for two great years. You know, we got fading them as double-digit favorites two years ago. And then, I mean, the the road, the road favorite dog split was just crazy last year. We were making <laughs> plus money every single game they played in. Can't wait to see who carries our bankroll this year. We're back. Yeah. 
Yeah, we are back again. Make sure if you haven't already subscribed to the NBA Gambling Podcast YouTube channel, uh, please go ahead and do so. Hit that like button for us on your way out of here. And then again, make sure to subscribe on your uh, respective podcast feeds, whether that be Spotify or whether that is on Apple Podcasts. Like I mentioned, we'll be back tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern. Make sure to follow Terrell on X slash Twitter at ReallyRail underscore underscore. You can follow me on Twitter at SportsNerd824. More importantly, follow the NBA Gambling Podcast uh, uh Twitter account at SGPNNBA. Good luck with your bets. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Basketball, give it, give it, give it the ball because I'm going.